You're listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from our guest speaker. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. How many of you guys, before you came to Harvest Bible Church, you checked out the website? You came and did, you know, the website kind of, well, that's cool. So check it out. A lot of you guys are here because God has called you here. So we're going to explain to you what we believe. All right. This isn't going to scare you. This is going to solidify you. You're going to be like, okay, cool. Now I know when somebody asks me about my church, what we believe. <laughs> All right. So this is basically, I'm, I'm taking it straight off of the website and then having you understand that these are, these are some, just, these are the core beliefs here of this church. Um, when you go to the website, it says, what do we believe? The beginning, I believe that's what it says, right? It says what we believe or what it says, beliefs, something like that. Beliefs. It says beliefs. Um, and in there it says, Harvest Bible Church, it tells you what it is. It says, Harvest Bible Church is a spirit-filled, Christian, non-denominational church, and our focus is on the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. We believe the Bible is the inspired Word of God in which we find the complete revelation of God's will for the salvation of men and the divine and final authority for all Christian faith and life. The very heart of the vision at Harvest Bible Church is to bring faith in God who loves you and an understanding that he can and will do what he said he would do in his word. So those songs in action. I mean, that's why we get all excited because we've experienced God. We've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Amen. So the first, the first little point where it's in, in the belief section there on the website when you're, when you're looking at it or if you say what is you know, our stance, it says the Bible. Now, the Bible is the Old and New Testaments. They are the inspired Word of God. In these uh, Testaments, we find the complete revelation of God's will for the salvation of men and the divine and final authority for all Christian faith and life. You know, that was a very flowery way of, of saying that, you know, the Bible, we believe here that the Bible is absolute. That, that the Bible is the beginning and the end. He said, Jesus said, I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the author and the finisher of your faith. Um, when it comes to, you know, words of prophecy, the Bible says that a scripture, the scripture is a more sure word of prophecy. It's literally the only thing that you can hang your life on. You know, you can't hang your life on something that some, some man told you. You can only hang your life on the, on, on what, and if he, if he regurgitated in a good way, if he regurgitated the, the, the scripture in, in confirmation over your life, in a, in a, this is what the Spirit of the Lord is saying about you, and this is what he's saying about your situation, and he, and he uses scripture on it, then you could take that to the bank. You know what I mean? Because it's according to your faith, let it be unto you. Amen? <clears throat> but, um, and that's the thing. The, the Bible, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13, and, I mean, verses 16 and 17, uh, <clears throat> the Apostle Paul is telling Timothy this. He said, check this out. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true, and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. <clears throat> okay? So in Psalm, chapter, in Psalm 107, 20, he says, He sent his word and healed them, snatching them from the, death of door, the, uh, from the door of death. In the, and let me pause there for a second before I read the third one. But <clears throat> So... All scripture inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives, correct us when we're wrong, and teach us what to do, what is right. So that's one of the, the, the 
key reasons why you need to camp out in the word of God every single day. Whether it's even just one proverb a day keeps the religious devils away, that's fine. There's 31, you know, but at, at some point, it's, and, and, and every single day, you should be reading the word of God. Okay? This is not, this isn't really an option and that's, yeah, for a Christian. And you're like, wow, that's, I'm just not going to do that. Okay, cool. So you don't eat either. That's what we, that's, that's the deal I want to make with you this morning. Because the, the word of God, scripture is, is food for your spirit. Therefore, when the trials and tribulations of, of life come and try to mess with us and come and overtake us, try to make us steal our faith and, and steal our money and steal our peace and steal our, you know, our, our, our mental awareness with anxieties and, 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 and we don't know how to respond because we, and we're running to the doctor thinking that we need medication. When we don't, we just need a renewed mind. Okay, the reason why we study the word of God and we and we read the word of God is because when those times of attack happen in our lives, the Holy Spirit can remind you of what God's word has said and what he has promised you, because it says the promise that it says that the words of God are yes and amen. The promises of God are yes and amen. Amen means so be it. So be it in my life. It's just not a fancy word to end a prayer. It means don't ever say amen if you don't agree with the prayer. Because you're literally saying, so be it in my life. If somebody's praying some nonsense over you, don't ever say amen. Say, oh no, Lord, thank you. (laughs) I appreciate you trying. It's awesome. Thank you. I love you. You know, you got to talk real fast though. So that they, you know. (laughs) No, but I'm serious. Because amen means, yes, so be it in my life. I'm accepting that as truth. I'm accepting that as, as you know, what, I, what I'm expecting to happen. You know, like you've decreed, you declared what's going on. In uh, Hebrews chapter 6, 18, he says this, it says, so God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. We understand this, that in, in, when you read Genesis, <clears throat> there in the first chapter, and it says that God spoke, and this happened. God spoke, and this happened. God spoke, and this happened. So if God's word doesn't, is, isn't absolute and, and, and full of integrity, then like the second that God decides to tell a lie, all this goes away. We're all hanging on the breath of God. I mean, it even says that he breathed you know, into the first Adam. It says that he made him, and then he breathed his life into him. He was just a, he was just a doll until God breathed his life into him. You know what I mean? So there's a there's a there's a understanding here that when it comes to the Bible, the Bible is not just a storybook. It is not just a a book that helps you have better morals or whatever, make you a better person. That is a byproduct of a life in hitting Christ. All right, it's to literally teach you who you are, because the Bible says that when we accept Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, what what Cameron was offering. All right, when I have accepted Christ as my personal Lord and Savior, it says it's no longer I that lives, but Christ who lives in me. Okay, how do I operate out of that? Because I still want to do all the, all the bad things. I just, it, my life kind of sucks now because now I just feel bad about what I used to not feel bad about. That's why I need the word. Because the word's going to help me, it's going to empower me to live a successful Christian life. And all those hearts, all those dreams that God has given you, See, it's a lot of times, a lot of times you're like, well, if, you know, if I won the lotto or if I, won, if, if I could, I would do this. 
you, those are actually God-given dreams, and he's telling you, why don't you believe God for, for, for me to be able to be big enough to use you and for us to accomplish these things in your life? That's what he's asking. He's like, you need to get full of the, you need to get full of the word. The word, you know, the Bible says this, that faith comes when the will of God is known. So if you say, I just don't have faith for that, I'm like, okay, cool. I, I, I totally believe you. I mean, you, you need to read your Bible, and you need to do a, a word study on that. You know what I mean? If you're constantly, if you're constantly struggling in the, you know, in the area of, of finances, then you need to see what the Bible says about finances. If you're struggling with anxiety, you need to see what the Bible talks about having a, 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 a you know, his mind has stayed in peace. All right? You need to find out, just do a word study on peace. You need to do word studies on whatever you feel you're dealing with, whatever you're struggling with. And, and you can't tell me it's so easy now. It's so easy. I mean, it's kind of funny. Because my first year, I went to Rama, and then I came back, and then Aaron showed me the internet. Okay? So that's like, I'm like, not old, but old. Like, if you know what I mean. Like, it's like Google. You know, I, I read a meme the other day, or I think it was either this morning, what it says, I told my kids I was older than Google, and they don't believe me. And <laughs> okay. But I say all that because you now have the, the Life, Life Whatever version app. You have Bible Gateway. You have these apps that you literally type in a word in the search bar, and it brings every single scripture. And if you're like me and you read a bunch of different translations, you're like, I can't find it. That's when you use Google because it'll tell you which translation you read it out of. Okay, but, 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 the, point, but the point is, is that, you know, and the reason you do that too is because when I find a good scripture, when God really ministers to me, then I read it in a bunch of different translations just to make sure that I'm, that I'm getting all the, all the juice out of that lemonade, you know what I mean? So that God, I want all the lemonade so I have a nice strong lemon flavor when God puts his sugar in it and then I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna have a phenomenal drink, you know what I mean? But if I just do a little bit, it's gonna be some, some, some water that tastes like, you know those things you do squeeze in there? That, yeah, the plastic thing that's fake. <laughs> I don't like that one. <laughs> all right, let's keep going. All right, so yes, yeah, so the Bible... <laughs> is first and foremost in our lives. That's one of the things, you will get so much more out of church if you read your Bible on your own. Okay? It says that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth. You, you just pray, Lord, help me understand what I need to, what I want to read today. If you want to, like, well, I don't really understand that Holy Ghost stuff. I don't understand. Read the book Acts. Keep reading. You'll have some questions. There's people here that will have some answers. It's pretty cool. That's what God does. That's why he's brought you to a community, a body of Christ. Not, not one of us individually has it all, collectively, all right? It's an amazing thing because God's never going to, I'm going to say this, all right? Because he reminded me, God's never going to give you uh, revelation, or I can even dumb it down and say this, information <clears throat> directly that he's put a man of God in your life to share with you. That's the whole point. He gives each and every one of us. Why? Because he wants you to minister to her, her to minister to her, to, to him. You know what I mean? Like, that's the whole point. The whole point is each, each, each joint supplying. You know what I mean? <clears throat> because the cool, and God uses that. God's all about connection. He's all about the, the body of Christ. I mean, again, there's only two unions that God ordains. In the whole entire Bible, there's only two things that he puts a stamp of approval on. He said, his stamp of approval on. I'm talking too fast, sorry. The church and marriage. So why does Satan attack 
marriage and the church <laughs> so hardcore is <laughs> because those are the two things God said. Those are what I'm going to put my stamp of approval on. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> just a little tidbit there. All right. The second thing under the, under the beliefs is the Trinity. All right. What does that mean? It means this. There is one God creator of all things who is infinitely perfect and eternally existent in three persons. God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy Spirit. All right. This is where if somebody says, are you a Trinitarian? Um, if you are a member of this church and you know God's planted you here, yes, I do. I believe in the Godhead, the three in one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And why do we believe that? Because in the Bible, in, and it's kind of funny, because the first account when, when in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God says this. He says, then God said, let us make human beings in our image. To be like us, they will reign over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, and the wild animals on the earth, and in the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God the Father said, let us. First chapter, 26th verse of the entire thing. Okay, let us. Then Jesus comes onto the scene in Matthew 28 and 19, and he said, check this out. He goes, this is what I want you guys to do. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So Jesus, God incarnate, God in the flesh, who came, who we believe came, died on the cross for our sins, you know, lived a sinless life, died on the cross of our sins, descended into hell, came back, was rose again, ascended into heaven, sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, okay? He told us, when you baptize... Baptize him in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay? So, so we're seeing that he told us that there's three. All right? He's, so <clears throat> this is just... And here's the thing. When it comes to beliefs, especially on the, on the website and why I felt impressed to do this, is because you can't just say, well, I believe, and it not be founded on the Word of God. Because you can't expect Bible results unless you have unless you have biblical proof, biblical concrete that you're standing on. Okay, again, you heard me say that faith comes where the will of God is known. So you can't tell me, I'm believing God, that God, I just believe that God's gonna help me. I just believe that, you know, everything's gonna be okay. Okay, awesome. What scriptures are we believing on? I don't know. I don't have none. I'm like, okay, James. Why'd you call me James? Because in James, it says that a man who's unstable, all right, in his ways shall not receive anything from the Lord. So let's check this out. We can't be saying, I hope God does it. I'm believing God does it. I think, I think, I think, maybe, hopefully, I think he'll like me enough. No, you need to know. You need to know. You need to read in there and say, no, 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 I read in there. That I'm the head, not the tail. I'm the lender, not the borrower. I may be in debt, but God's bringing me out because I just repented and I have it. I have, and he gave me this, he gave me this promise. All right. He said, I, I just read where it said that if, if I don't work, I don't eat. So I know that God's got a job for me. I know that I'm believing God, that the steps of a righteous man are order of the Lord. So he's leading me. I may have to put out a hundred applications, but I'm going to get the right one. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm, I, you laugh. But it's funny, and that's the way my parents raised me. So anytime we, like when we went out to, to, to Bible school, we went out to Ramah there, I did that. I put out 100 applications. And you know what, that was, what was kind of funny about that? Is I actually found, just by turning in the applications, I found the places that I would want to work at and the places that I don't. Just by my experience of turning in applications. And so I'd go home and pray, Lord, I really want to work here. 
<laughs> you know, or you'd have the leading. Once you get in the presence, the Lord would tell you like, you're, this is where right here, this is the spot for you. You know what I mean? And then you get the job and you just know, you know, and you, you work hard and keep it. But, um, but yeah, he says, if you don't work, you don't eat. So of course I'm going to take that scripture and be like, thank you, Lord. I know that you're providing me with work. You know, and I work diligently unto you. I don't care about anybody else that I work with. I don't care how mean my boss is. I'm going to pretend he's you. And then I'm going to be able to focus and do my job. Because every time that it looks like he's, he's just picking on me, I'm going, to go in my, I'm going to go take a break, go in the bathroom, because nobody's allowed to follow me in there. <laughs> or else they won't work here no more. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> But the point is, I go into the restroom and I get to say, you know what, Lord, I found in your word where it says I have favor with God and with man. So I thank you, Lord, that I have favor with my employer. I have favor with all the employees. Everybody, I am blessed and highly favored. And I thank you, Father. It's going to be a great day. You know, that's what I'm saying. So, and you say, wow, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, because I read the word. So if you read the word, these things, this is how your life is going to be. Okay. I work a secular job. I'm not a full-time pastor. I'm not as blessed as Pastor Mark, you know? <laughs> so, you know, it's just one of those things that's, you know, so what I'm telling you is that this is all life application. The reason I say that is because I've, I've had to do this in my life, okay? This is not something that I'm just like, well, that's easy for you to say, preacher. Yeah, no, no, I'm a, f- I'm, I'm, I'm full-time employment preacher. Okay? So... <clears throat> A lot of times in my, I have a very hard time communicating with individuals because I work in construction and pipeline construction. And so if you don't say a bad word, they don't take you serious. So I have a hard time. I have to explain it like in kid gloves. I'm being serious right now. Just because I'm not cursing at you doesn't mean that I don't need you to do this. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm not joking with you. So, you know what I mean? It's just definitely, so... You know, different environments, you, you guys, especially us men, I mean, I've, I've met some pretty crazy women too, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> men, you know, get away from their, they get away from their wives and go to work and sometimes we get to act like we're 12 and, you know, it reminds me of, you know, middle school, high school, but the point is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but the, yeah, you know, you're not taking somebody serious unless they're yelling at you. It's like, that's not, that shouldn't be. So let's keep going. The, um, <clears throat> All right, where was I at? We just did. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Now, and now I'm going to leave you with. Uh, I told you that the Matthew one. Now we're going to go on to where it says Jesus. Jesus is Jesus Christ is the true God, the true man. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. He died on the cross as a sacrifice for our sins. Further. He arose bodily from the dead, ascended into heaven, and is now at the right hand of the Father as our high priest and advocate. You have to believe this, and it goes right along with the very next belief, which is salvation. All right? And we believe that man was created in the image of God, but fell into sin and therefore lost. Only through regeneration by the Holy Spirit can salvation and spiritual life be obtained by the shed blood of Jesus Christ and his resurrection provided resurrection provide the only ground for justification and salvation so basically through jesus are you saved we talked um that romans 10 9 and 10 that i believe uh cameron just read it to you guys uh right before 
when he was doing his altar call, but Romans 10, 9, and 10 says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So just so we know, so we're clear. When somebody just says, hey, I believe, it's not good enough to just believe in your heart. You gotta make sure that your heart, that you, that you're, that you confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart, because it says that through confession, all right? It says, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So this is just like everything else that I've been kind of talking about. Your, whatever's in your heart, you have to connect your mouth with your heart and speak that out, speak life and not death, all right? The way you judge yourself with your beliefs is what I think, what I say, and what I do. And, if you, and when you judge yourself, this is, what I, this is what I'm usually thinking on, this is what I'm usually saying, and this is what I'm usually doing, that's your core beliefs right there. So you may need to do some, some tweaking, and that's where the Word of God comes in again. You know what I mean? <clears throat> because it's renewing, the washing of the water of the Word, renewing the mind. Why? Because you want to think like Jesus. You want to think like God. God you want to, and here's, here's actually a better way to put it. You want to think about yourself the way that God thinks about you. And that's really what he's doing. You know what salvation is? Because sometimes we get it confused. We think, oh, well, I'm saved from hell, from eternal damnation. Yes, thank God. But no, what it, what it really is, is he's saying, hey, you're going to enter into a life with me where I'm going to save you from you. I'm going to save you from you because you have self-destructive behaviors. There's not one person on the face of the earth that doesn't. So I'm going to, anytime you call on the name of the Lord, you're going to be saved. He says, you know, in John 14, 6, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. And he's, John 17, 3, and this is the way to, to have eternal life, to know, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. Acts 2, 21, the one I just quoted, but everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans 10, 13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. <clears throat> I, I, I've been saved for a long time, and I still call on the name of the Lord Amen. all the time. Almost daily. I have six kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they, they're, they're good kids, praise God. But every once in a while... They'll break something to mom's or they'll break something to mine or I'll leave something somewhere. You know what I mean? And the only ones that get it, I have four boys and two little girls. Okay? The little girls are little. So they get a pass. They're going to get a pass their whole life. doesn't matter. But the point is, <laughs> you know, the little boys, like, 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 so like it was a few months ago, and it, it, but um, Hawkins was, was hot dogging, showing off on his little motorcycle there, his little gas-powered motorcycle. So he gave it a little too much gas because <clears throat> he was being, just trying to be funny or what, I don't know. Slams into the house and breaks the siding, you know? <laughs> Comes in with the, death, with the death look like I'm in trouble and I got to tell on myself and I'm just, I just look at him like, oh no. That, that looks like thousands. Like, the look on his face, I'm like, it just looks like I'm about to spend a lot of money. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you go outside. <clears throat> you know? That's what I'm saying. I got to call on the name of the Lord. Because <laughs> that's not, you know, that's, that's not, you know, that's not how you want to do it. You want to, you know, and I have to repent sometimes because I'm like, okay, that's cool. You guys canceled Christmas. Like, it's all good. I'm going to pay for this. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> like, I won't be able to buy no toys, just so we're clear, okay? Bad decisions. No, but, you know, praise God, and then we all just hug and repent. But the point, you know, whoever calls in the name of the Lord, I just... Is a big deal. You have to actually call the name of the Lord. Nobody who's morally fit and, and just a good guy or a good person or this and that. These are the people that you and I need to be most concerned about because we know who's not. We know who we're like, wow, they, they need Jesus. It's the people that we like that we're afraid of disrupting the friendship or, or we're just unsure, but like there's no way. And because the biggest form of deception today is well, there's no way God wouldn't let them go to heaven. They're such a nice person. It says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord. Jesus said, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one shall enter the kingdom of heaven except through me. So if we don't make sure that those that we're around have had that experience, meaning that they, they believe in their heart that Jesus Christ was the son of God, that he came here, that he lived that sinless life, that he died on the cross for their sins, that he that he descended into hell, that he rose again on that third day, that he ascended into heaven, and that he sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, and that he did all of that so that they could have a relationship with God, their heavenly Father. If they don't say that out of their mouth, they don't get to go. You don't get to go. That's why we had Cameron do the, do the altar call. Because we want to make sure that you get to go. Amen. How did I find out that? By reading the word of God. Somebody shared it with me, so I'm sharing it with you. That's how the things, that's how the things of God work. God's going to consistently <clears throat> put people in your path on purpose. Because you're going to word them in a specific way that's going to be well-received. <clears throat> you know? Okay, let's continue. <clears throat> the next thing is <clears throat> water baptism, which is awesome. That's right, <clears throat> right after salvation, because he says... Jesus said this, I mean, in Mark 16, 16, says, anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. So there's also a corresponding act to salvation. First, so, so I've, I believed in my heart, I've confessed it with my mouth, now I'm going to have basically what's called a, a, a new birth funeral service where I'm going to be buried, but then I'm going to be resurrected. The water, the, that's, that's the symbolism. The symbolism, and it's something supernatural happens. It actually solidifies your salvation. Something crazy awesome. I, and, 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 you, you, so, and it's funny because it can't be articulated. It can only be experienced. That's why you see me up here and I'm like, and you're like, what do you say it? Say it. I can't. I don't know how to, I don't know how to, to convey the experience that, that, that I had when I got water baptized because all I knew is that I was saved, but it almost felt like, almost felt like there was kind of like a, a plan B still like, all right, I accepted Christ, but that's cool. His grace, you know, covered all my sins, this and that I can use, you know, <clears throat> We'll see. I can play a little bit over here and Jesus forgive me. You know, it's not that bad of a sin. The second you get baptized, something crazy happens on the inside of you. You get solidified. You sense it. The anointing, whenever Jesus got baptized, it said that everybody stood in awe because the Holy Spirit descended upon him in the form of a dove. And God said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. So when you and I get baptized in Christ, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, it's the same thing. God's saying, boom. This is my child in whom I am well pleased. They are dedicating their life to me. It's, it's, it's done. 
Their old life is dead to them. It's no longer I that lives, but Christ who lives in me. All right? And he says in Matthew chapter 3, 11 also, said, I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God, but someone who is coming soon who is greater than I, so much greater than I, that I'm not worthy even to to be a slave to carry his sandals, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. That one's, we're going to, that's going to take us right into the Holy Spirit as well. All right. But we talked about being baptized, being baptized in the, in the father, the son and the Holy Spirit. All right. And that's water baptism. We believe that that's for every believer. I understand. I just found out from the first service because we had, we had somebody get, uh, we had a couple people get filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. We're going to talk about that here in a second. And uh, so it was an, it's just already been an amazing morning. People have been set free. Got, 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 they, they went from limited power to unlimited power. They went from a well of living water to rivers of living water. I mean, holy snot. I'm telling you right now. Okay? That's amazing. Okay, so, and then uh, water baptism. What I just, sorry, I got excited. Greg has a list if you haven't been water baptized and you say, you know what? I need that. I need that experience. I want to be water baptized. <clears throat> And we'll, uh, he'll get you on the list and Pastor Mark will dunk you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The Holy Spirit, when it says what we believe. The Holy Spirit, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ during this age. He indwells, guides, and instructs, and empowers the believer for godly living and service. Every believer can and should be filled with the Holy Spirit with the initial physical evidence of speaking in other tongues. <clears throat> There's been some, you know, small debate on that. I believe that you can go to heaven without this experience. I don't know why um, you want to attempt even being saved without being filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Because when I get so mad, I want to cuss. I, I pray in tongues. <laughs> okay? That's one of, the, one of the ways that I possess ye my soul. Okay? <clears throat> you know, when, when I want to strangle somebody, I can just, thank you. Because I know for a fact that I am, it's my spirit by, through his spirit praying. So even if I'm praying for that individual that I want to just end their life, that's good. That's bad. That's a great thing. Let's get, get a heart change real quick. Come on, Lord. <clears throat> Help me. You know, be the best me that I could possibly be. <laughs> so, <clears throat> in that, with, in, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, is when, when it all kind of started. And in Acts 2, so we're going to read Acts chapter 1, 1 through 8. And then we're going to skip all the way to 2, 1 through 4 <clears throat> to kind of explain the Holy Spirit here. He says, uh, in my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. Now, we understand, if you don't understand, <clears throat> Jesus rose again. This is, you know, he showed himself to the, to the, he was walking around and he showed himself to the disciples <clears throat> while he was teaching them. This is, this is right, this is after he rose again, right before he ascends into heaven to go hang out with God, all right, to prepare a place for us. So he's, he's already been dead, buried, resurrecting when, when this is when, in this, un, you know, the uh, context of what we're reading right now, okay? This wasn't pre-death. This is a- after death, okay? <clears throat> so it says, during, during the 40 days <clears throat> after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time. He approved to them in many ways 
that he was actually alive, he proved to them, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will, see, I love it. Jesus never talks to me about anything I want to talk about either. <laughs> okay, every time I have a problem or anything like that, he never talks to me about it either. He always says, okay, you know, he's like, it's not, that's not up to you. Let's talk about what I need you to know. And that's what he does with the, with the disciples right here. <clears throat> so I love it. I love when my life coincides with, with the scripture. <clears throat> so so if, if you feel like the God never answers you directly, just join the club. <clears throat> the first account of it is whenever the apostles got all excited because Jesus was doing his ministry and the Greeks wanted to come and talk to him. And so they were like, Woo, here's the wealthy guys. Here's how we're going to get our ministry funded. <clears throat> and he said, Jesus, the Greeks want to talk to you. And he's like, unless a grain of wheat falls on the ground and dies, they're like, oh gosh, it's not a good day. You know, you know, he's like, I'm not talking to you about what you want to talk to. I'm going to talk about your heart. Your heart's wrong. So unless you get saved, you know, everything's lost. It's all for naught. That's what Jesus was telling him. You know what I mean? Like die with your money. I don't, it don't matter. You know, I'm here, I'm here to set the captives free. You know what I mean? So with that, that's our ADD moment. Um, <laughs> uh, he said, the Father, he says, but you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So this also shows me, and we're, let's, I'm going to just let me say something real quick before we go to Acts 2 1. <clears throat> but he's saying, you need this. Because all of that anxiety that you get when you're talking about, I want, you know, like, I'm supposed to witness to somebody, and I get so nervous, get filled with the Holy Ghost. He says it's going to give you power to witness. And the cool thing is, is because the more, more you spend time with him in prayer, in praying in other tongues and building yourself up on your most holy faith, it's awesome because the Lord gives you things to say. He said, don't worry about what you're supposed to say in that time. He tells in one of the prophecies to even to Paul, he said, hey, when, you're, when it comes time to give an account for the hope that is within you, don't worry about what you're supposed to say. So the Holy Spirit's going to bring all things up to your remembrance. He's going to tell you what to say. And why is he going to do that? Because he's going to form fit my testimony, my message for you so that you can understand it. Why? Because the Holy Spirit said that through the foolishness of my preaching, he's going to convict your heart into repentance. Because he wants you saved. So he called, he told me to go have a specific conversation with you because he knew that you'd listen to me and you wouldn't listen to him. You know what I mean? That's how important all of us are. Sorry, but that's how important you are, individually. You can't just think, well, my mom prays so I'm good, or my grandma prays so I'm good, my wife prays so I'm good, or my husband prays so I'm good. They witness, so I'm good. No, no, no. Each and every one of us have our part. It says in in heaven, we're not given to marriage. You stand on your own. You stand alone on your own. Your spouse will probably be your best friend. I mean, you spent so much time with them down here, so don't get depressed. But I'm just saying that... (laughs) I'm just putting it in perspective of the fact that you're going to be accountable. You can't look and say, well, they did the praying. They did the witnessing. I did, you know, I don't, I did. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's each and every one of us taking what God has given us. Because believe it or not, 
there's, some, there's, there's, there's someone out there that, you, that only you can reach. I believe that. I believe that, it's this, that the divine appointment is there for you specifically. And the cool thing is, because once you, once you actually, if you remember, if you remember what happened to you when you got saved, when you accepted Christ as your personal and Savior, you got so excited and you felt so light. It just felt like a million pounds left you. You were so excited. You were so on fire for God. You're just, Ooh, this is amazing. Like, holy, awesome. You know, I, I want more. I want more, I want more, I want more. Can I have more, please? And Jesus, and, and God put the blueprint out. He says, yes, you can have more. Check it out. The more you tell others about Jesus, and every time that somebody ex- listens and, 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 and hears, their ears get open and they pray that prayer with you, he goes, it gets, it's the same excitement. It's the same exact experience. He goes, it's every single time that you do that. So you and I should be looking for that on a weekly basis. That keeps our fire flaming crazy. All right, that keeps us excited about the things of God because that's what God's heart is, period. All this other stuff is phenomenal byproducts of a life lived in God. Provision, health, you know what I mean? That's all just walking and talking with God because negativity can't live in the environment of God. So if I'm walking with him and doing his mission, which is presenting the word to to people that I come in contact with, all the byproducts are just going to come. It says that the blessings of God will come and overtake you. It's a byproduct. It's an automatic. Why? Because you're about his business. What we've done, this is for somebody in here, what we've done is we've stepped back and we started to focus on these things like only prosperity, only healing, only this, and we forgot about the mission. Because, and I, I'm going to meddle now. I don't care. I'm, I'm excited. Okay, so check this out. Yeah, Mark 16. I'm going to uh, let's just let's just go over the Great Commission real quick. Okay, and I'm talking about the Holy Spirit, and you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost with the other speaking other tongues. But in Mark chapter 16, verse 18, this goes along right with it. Okay, let me jump back up to 15. He says, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The gospel, the good news. Jesus Christ, him crucified, rose again. Okay, let them know that he did it for them so they can have a relationship with God, their heavenly father. This is the, you're, 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 you're reconnecting them with the life source. The life source. You have a direct connection. It says, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And then check this out. Check this out. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Sounds like the byproducts are you almost become invincible. And that's the truth. If the Lord has need of you, he ain't going to let you check out. But if you're disobedient and you open the door to the devil, I don't know what kind of physical ailments. I don't know what kind of other things, you know, financial. I don't know. Because trial and tribulations come to us all. There's going to be pressure all the time, different times, different, different areas. But how we respond to those pressures? Because if we're about our father's business, if we're doing the great commission, 
You know what I mean? If this is, if this is the most important thing to us in our lives, like, Father, this is what I'm going to do, then he's going to make sure that you don't lack in ability, resources, because he knows that you're doing it. And everyone else is going to call you lucky. And you're going to go, no, I'm obedient. Obedience is better than sacrifice, the Bible says. Obedience is better than sacrifice. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, it's, I'm trying to think of an analogy, but there's some, it's, it, it, that right there is heavy if you understand it. It's not what, Lord, uh, I don't want, but I'll do this. You know what I mean? I don't want to do that, but I'll do this. And, I, and uh, but he says obedience is better than sacrifice. I'm trying, and well, maybe if the Lord brings me one, I'll take it. But anyways, <clears throat> you got to be, if, if, if you're struggling in life, I'm going to tell you right now that the reason you're struggling is because you're not about the Father's business. Because he's going to give you divine revelation. He's going to give you instruction. He's going to give you everything that you have need of encompasses that. Because we don't, you know what I mean? A soldier is never sent out at his own expense. A soldier gets everything that he has need of. Why? Because I told you to go do something, go do it. You know, so we started this whole thing with having a foundation on the word of God. And the reason you have to have a foundation on the word of God is because that's how God speaks to you. Okay? So if you want God to speak to you, you've got to read the Bible. <clears throat> the cool thing is, is that when you pray, the Holy Spirit, when, you're, when you begin, this is the biggest factor of it, now that we're getting into the Holy Spirit, the biggest factor of it is, is that when, when the trials of life come and you're just like, <clears throat> I don't even have the attention span to read the Bible right now because I'm just feel like I'm going through it and it's crazy. Okay? And you're just like, Lord, just, just help me. Just help. What are you doing? You're crawling. We, we, we just read this about Jesus. Whoever calls the name of the Lord shall be saved. So when, you're, when, you, when you just say, Lord, just help me. I, just, I, can't even, I can't even read the Bible. Like I'm just having a hard time. All of a sudden, when you sit back and you, and you focus on God, it says he keeps him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. And you get into that perfect peace because you're thinking the Holy Spirit will bring what you've already read He'll start to bring things back to your remembrance, okay? Then you'll, you'll start, you'll write those down, you'll go in your Bible, you will decree and declare those words of God over your current situation, and that, that right there, the Bible says that his word accomplishes whereunto it is sent. It never returns unto him void. That's what breaks the power that, 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 that the demonic presence or whatever's going on in your, in your psychological realm, basically, because all those thoughts that are handicapping you from, from, from continuing going forward, it eliminates that. It gives you what's called a blessed assurance, okay? But it's all of this. It's all of this in conjunction together, okay? It's, it's, it's reading the word, relying on, on, on our, the redemptive work of Jesus Christ, and then in my life, the only way that I know how to stay saved is I'm filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence speaking in other tongues. I pray in tongues every single day. That doesn't make me better than anybody else. It makes my life manageable for me. And that's why we offer it to you guys because we read in the Word of God where it's for everybody. All right? 
It's literally, we haven't read Acts 2, right? It says, on the day of Pentecost, all believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like a roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then it looked like what was flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Also in Acts chapter 19, Starting verse 1, it says, While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions where he reached Ephesus on the coast, where he found several believers. And he asked them this, did you, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So this is why I say you can, you can be saved. So you still get to go to heaven without speaking in other tongues because I, of this scripture. This passage right here is what I see. But the Apostle Paul says, don't, 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 don't settle. You need it all. Like uh, there was an old, old time pastor, John Osteen, he used to say, tongues come with the shoes. You don't buy shoes without the tongues. <laughs> he goes, so when you get saved, you just get filled too. Get filled with the, <laughs> with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> All right, so he said, no, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. He said, then what baptism did you experience? He said, they recited the baptism of John. Paul said, John's baptism called for repentance from sin, but John himself told the people to believe in the one who would to come later, meaning Jesus. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, and then Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied there were about 12 men in all. <clears throat> so, so, you know, part of it, what we believe here at Harvest Bible Church is that we believe that if you want it, if you want the most out of this, this God-ordained life, everything is available to those who want it. All right, you get, out of, you, you get out of life what you believe God for, nothing less and nothing more. That was one of the greatest phrases that I've ever heard because it allows me to believe God. <clears throat> if God puts a desire in my heart, if it's, even if it's just, you're like, well, that seems like a fleshly desire. <clears throat> well, you know what? Two things are going to happen. Lord, if this desire is not from you, please remove it. If it's from him, it comes back really strong. It's time to believe God. It's time to believe God to, to, to start moving and making things happen. All right. The next one is on the beliefs of the church, the body of Christ. The true church is composed of all those who are born again. Through the new birth, we are united together in the body of Christ. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Amen. All right. And here's, here's, here's where another strong stance that we believe, and that is healing. The atonement of Jesus Christ provides for the healing of the body as well as salvation of the spirit. You know, every single first Sunday of the month, you guys are partaking and reminding yourself of that you're saved. And when you drink that cup, the healing covenant that you have through his blood that was shed by his stripes, we were healed. His blood was shed on the mercy seat. The entire New Testament and Old Testament, both and you're saying this is active in my life. It's a huge thing. Taking communion is not something to do lightly. It's something you should ask questions about all the time you should, if, if you don't understand it. That, the, 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 that little cracker, when you're sick, that little cracker and, that, and that, that juice becomes something very, very powerful and, and significant through activated faith. When you understand what those two things represent. His body was broken for you, establishing that healing covenant. I mean... It's yeah. I don't have time to preach on 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 that. Sorry. Um, let me try to stay focused and shut up. Okay. 
So healing, we'll get through the healing. It says in 1 Peter 2.24 where it says he personally carried our sins on his body to the cross so that we can be dead to sins and live for what is right. By his wounds, you are healed. Present tense, are healed. Meaning he's done everything, all you have to do is accept it. That's why, you know, faith is the only thing that changes what, what a natural reality when it, when it, with a sickness and disease, natural reality. Faith is the only thing that can change that. Because when they diagnose you and give you like a terminal case or they tell you like you're, you're, we're, we're done, <clears throat> when they're done practicing on you, because that's what they do, they practice medicine, it's over. We shouldn't have to get to that point before we believe God. We should already be believing God and expecting God, you know, because that's the biggest testimony is when the doctor's like, I don't understand. I don't know what's going on. And that gives you the opportunity. So that's because of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus set me free from the law, sin, and death. <laughs> what your experience is resurrection power on me. Greater is he that's in me than he that tried to come upon me. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, but I activated the, the, the power and the friends of God and it's pushing out this nastiness. So, you know, every time we have, I pay you too much money to have a doctor's visit, I'm just going to use it as I get to preach. <laughs> they have to do their job. You can just keep preaching to them. You know, in Proverbs chapter four, verse 20 and 22, he says, my children pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Do not lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep in your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. And that's the funny, he says he sent his word and healed them. A lot of times, you'll just be reading the word and healing will come. Why? Because you're letting God speak to you. You're letting him breathe his life into you. Amen? And then the last one's resurrection, the resurrection of those who have fallen asleep in Christ together with those who are alive and remain into the coming of the Lord is the imminent and blessed hope of the church. The Lord just told me that, you know, we'll talk about that another time or Pastor Will, he just told me not leave it alone. He said, skip to the rapture. So the rapture, there shall be a bodily resurrection of the dead, of believers to everlasting joy with the Lord and the unbeliever to judgment and everlasting conscious punishment. You know, in James chapter five, verse eight, this is my last scripture and we'll pray. But uh, it says, be ye, be ye also patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. You know, there's a prophecy in Luke chapter 21 that, that I said, you know, actually I, we've, we have time if you don't mind, let's read it, Mark. But... Um, <clears throat> And, I'll, and I, I will, I promise, I'll, leave, I'll, I'll shut up right after this, okay? But there, this little prophecy here, Luke 21, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. And he says, in, in kind of in verse, we could go up, but uh, in verse 20, I guess, but he talks about, so, but when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then you know it is, the desolation is near, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those who are in the midst of her depart. 
Let not those who are in the country enter her, for these are the days of vengeance. All things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days, for there will be great distress in the land and wrath upon his people. And they will fall by the edge of the sword and be led away captive into all nations in Jerusalem and be trampled by Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. He said, and then there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the seas and the waves roarings, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a, in a cloud. This 27 is where I want to focus. They will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. It says, now when these things begin to happen, look up, lift your heads up, because your redemption draws near. You know, the little bit of of news that we've been hearing and different things like that, where they're starting to see things in the air. They're starting to see the principalities and the powers. Okay, they're starting to see demonic things, and and, and, and they're also starting to see angelic things. And all of that is to let, it's just to let us know as Christians... And we've seen it. We're, we're, seeing, we're seeing things that just flat out don't make sense. All right? Like your vote counts. And I'm sorry, but if that frustrates you, it, it does. Okay? Um, pastor's coming back next week. But, <laughs> but we're seeing frustrating things that are just, just, just flat out don't make sense happening. And it's according to Scripture that that's going to happen. And when that happens, make sure your heart is right before the Lord. Make sure all your friends and family are right with God. And look up, because he's coming. Yeah. I, this is insane, what, what I'm reading in Scripture and what I'm experiencing in my own life and what we're seeing and what we're hearing and, and around the globe. It's it. It's, there's no other explanation. Everybody has said, oh, it's the end times, it's the end times. But there wasn't... <laughs> All the math wasn't there. I'm starting to see all the math. You know, I mean, the way that they preached it so much, I thought I wasn't going to make it till I was, till 20 years old. I thought, you know, the rapture was going to happen. Woo! But it, but it didn't. 41. So, but what, but what I was experiencing as a kid, and even then, to just, to just recently with what I could explain to you is what's happening in, in, in the spiritual realm <clears throat> with people being, you know, just tormented and, 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 and afflicted. You know, we're, we're <clears throat> what's crazy is that you're at war 24-7. The first battle is for your own soul, for your own spirit. Satan doesn't like the fact that you're a Christian, period, end of sentence. Hates it. He's really, really, really afraid that you're going to start reading your Bible and get excited. He's extremely afraid if you get filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Because again, go from a well to a river. And also, you speak out mysteries. It says, my spirit by his spirit prays. You preach out, you speak out mysteries. You're, you're able to stand in the gap for people. You're able to stand in the gap for yourself when you don't know. It says, when you, ought not, when you don't know how to pray, pray in the spirit. You know, when you have, the Lord will burden you with something. When, you, when your kids are going crazy and you're just like, and you can't find them, they won't call you. You take it to the Lord in prayer. You pray in the Holy Spirit, why? Because the Holy Spirit's leading you in your prayer. 
Maybe your sister, whatever, whoever. I'm just using that situation as an example. You pray, everything is called prevailing prayer to peace. So he doesn't want that. He wants you to live in turmoil and great anxiety. He doesn't want you to have peace. Don't, he doesn't want you to prevail anything to peace because he loses ground. You know, and then God forbid you start sharing it with others. Because misery loves company. So the best thing for us to do, if, 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 what, if anything in your past life makes you angry about the deception that, 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 that Satan had you in before you came to Christ, should anger you enough to understand that, no, I'd like you to be by yourself. Because misery loves company and you need to be by yourself. So I'm going to make sure that everybody around me, my family, my friends, and also when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you speak in other tongues and you're praying because when you have those difficult people that you know that they need Jesus. And I don't mean that they're acting a fool. I mean that they're just, they're just, they're, they'll just tell you, like, I'm a great person, I'm this, and, and you can't really argue with it. But you know that you want them saved. You can claim their salvation. You can pray it out. You can connect with God. Because it says, God said, what, did, what did Jesus tell us to do? He said to pray that the labors be sent out. He said the harvest, is, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. So pray that the Lord of the harvest send forth his labors. Well, we, don't want to pray that, we don't want to pray that prayer by itself. We want to say, Lord, send out your labors to, if, if, to, to the family members that won't listen to me. And let me be somebody else's answer to prayer for their family. Put me in some divine appointments. Give me the opportunity to share Christ with somebody and help them and, and save their soul from eternal damnation. This is a big deal. We're at the end. It could be any minute, any second. It shocked me when, when, when Cameron got up here and said, you know, it could be right now. And I was like, well, maybe that's why the Lord had me tell him to get up there. I was ready. I was sitting right there. I'm like, okay, cool. Time to go. You know, maybe he's prophesying. But that's the case. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity that we have gotten to come and gather together. I thank you, Father, is anybody under the sound of my voice that, that <clears throat> needs to have a connection with you, Father, that needs to actually accept you as their personal Lord and Savior, that you'll just give them the boldness right now, Father, to stand up in their seat and to come down front, Father, and prepare their hearts to receive and to be able to pray. So if that's you in the congregation and, and you say, hey, I need Jesus, you just come on down here. You won't interrupt nothing. If there's anybody else in this room that says, you know what, you've been harping, you've been harping on, on speaking in other tongues, and, and, and I don't know much about it, but I know on the inside that it's something, something right here, right right above my stomach, right below my chest, right in the middle of my being. I just know that that's something that God wants me to have. It's just something that I have a desire for. And if that's, some, if that's you and I, that I'm speaking to, I want you to come up front as well because the prayer team is going to help you. They're going to lay hands on you. You're going to get filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And the reason why you're going to have the evidence of speaking in other tongues is because you're going to know that you know that you know that you got filled with the Holy Ghost today. It's going to be a language that you can pray all the time anywhere, any place, under your breath, at your home, to release, to connect with God and, and to be able to release the power of God into every area of your life. Never again will you feel powerless. Never again. All right? Will you ever feel out of control? 
because that's what it is. So if, that's, if anybody has, has that desire, I just want to invite you to come up. We're not going to take a long time because when you actually want something, if I was giving out $100 bills, everybody would already be here. So if that's something that, and I'm get, this is something that is way worth way more than a hundred bucks. So if you want it, you want it. If not, I'm just going to pray and we're going to end. But you come up front and the prayer team's prepared to help you. Dear Heavenly Father, again, as we leave today, Father, I just ask that you give each and every one of us in this room divine appointments every single day of our lives until you're coming, Father. Help us to seize the moments. Give us the wisdom and clarity and understanding to know that you've put us there on mission, on purpose, because there's somebody that we're going to come in contact with every single day that needs to know and experience the love of Christ, and that's going to be us, just even with us just sharing a a kind word, an encouraging word, or whatever you, you, you instigate us to do, Father. But I just thank you, Father, we just share the love of Christ with those that are around us every single day, giving people an opportunity to accept you as their personal Lord and Savior, according to Romans chapter 9, 10, 10, 9 and 10. Sorry. Thank you, Father. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.